MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Visa's primetime action live from the South Point on a Thursday night, hockey night in America. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang out with us for a quadruple header in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Baseball as well. No basketball, however, tonight, Matt, but we do have uh, Dwayne Colucci. Colucci! To help us with the horses in hockey, Andy McNeil on hockey, Paul Spore on baseball, and Brett Okamoto a little later on talk UFC with us. We got a face-off right now, Penguins and the Rangers. Rangers are minus 175, home favorites plus 150 on the road underdog. Penguins in that one about a half hour. After that, we got the Capitals and the Panthers. The Panthers are minus 280, home favorites over the Capitals, plus 230 for the Capitals on the road as underdogs. 9.30 Eastern, we got the Predators and the Avalanche, and this is that series we were talking about. Avalanche, minus 360 home favorites over the Predators, 275 if you want the Predators as road underdogs. And then at 10 Eastern, we got the Stars and the Flames. The Flames are minus 245 home favorites, plus 195 with the Stars on the road as underdogs. So a 175, a 280, a 360, and a 245 home favorite tonight over in the NHL. First pitch coming here pretty soon in the Twins and the Orioles. That's Chris Archer versus Spencer Watkins. Uh, Archer and the Twins are minus 150. Road favorites, plus 130 on the Orioles as home underdogs. Eight and a half is your total. Eight Eastern, eight ten Eastern, I should say. 
Uh, Tigers and the Astros. Tariq Skubal on the hill for the Tigers. Jose Urquidy for the Astros. Astros are minus 165. Home favorites plus 145 on the Tigers as underdogs. Eight is your total there. I have a little small plus 139 play on the Tigers in this one. Urquidy has not been very good so far this year. This Astros lineup has not been hitting the ball very well either. Uh, Scooble, he's hit or miss for the Tigers, but when he's on, he's really, really good for them. So I thought that number just kind of drifted a little bit too far there. Urquidy not striking anybody out this year either. So there's a lot kind of going on with him. 940 Eastern, 640 Pacific, the Rays and the Mariners. This was an, this one should be a good one tonight. It was Shane McClanahan for the Rays and then Robbie Ray for the Mariners. The Rays are minus 140 road favorites behind McClanahan, and the Mariners are plus 120 uh, home underdogs there with Ray going for them. A total of seven in that game. 940 Eastern, the Marlins and the Padres. We have Jesus Lazardo, Nick Martinez. Lazardo and the Marlins minus 120 road favorites over the Padres here. Nick Martinez and the Padres even money at home. Seven and a half the total. And then the final first pitch of the evening will be the Cardinals and the Giants. Miles Michaelis going for the Cardinals as a slight underdog here to the Giants minus 115 home favorites. Seven is your total there as well. So outside of there is a game going, there was a game going a little bit earlier. I think that had a nine or something like that. But everything, everything eight or lower here tonight on the slate. Andy McNeil will be joining us later on the show. But in uh, the uh, in the interest of getting you some hockey action before his appearance, oh yeah, Penguins and Rangers about to start if it hasn't already. He does have a the old half Lou. He has a half unit play on the Penguins at plus one forty tonight. Uh, Penguins trying to uh, take a two to nothing lead in that. Uh, oh, excuse me, pardon me. Trying to uh, to uh, get it done here tonight at plus one forty. Capitals, yeah, Penguins trying to take a two to nothing lead. Capitals at plus two oh five. That starts in about twenty five minutes. Capitals try to win again on Florida's home ice. Uh, Andy has a, a pre-flop series plays on the Caps, but uh, that would go a long way also if he uh, nailed this game as well. Remember, he had the in-game play on the Caps at over $5 in game one as well. So he's all over the 2018 Stanley Cup champs. So he's on the Penguins here for half unit as a dog. Capitals is a $2-plus dog. And then a little later on, remember, he has the Flames minus a game and a half in the series. He's taking the Flames minus a goal and a half on the old puck line tonight at plus 110 against the uh, Preds. So if you do entail him too, those numbers are better at DraftKings right yeah. now. So the uh, the Penguins are plus one fifty, the Capitals are plus two thirty. By the way, Flames against the Stars. Pardon me. Uh, the the Preds and the Avalanche. He does not have a play on. Remember the uh, the Avalanche led that game game one two to nothing within three minutes the other night five to nothing by the end of the first period. I did a uh, I did a little content play for us. I did a oh. I did a Capitals tail him on that, and then of course I parlayed it with the Avalanche because. So smart hockey betters do just blindly, yeah. b- blindly parlay stuff together. <laughs> got the, uh, I got, I tailed everything Andy did uh, prior to the uh, first round. The only thing not looking good right now is the Boston Bruins. Everything else, Caps, Blues, Lightning, everything else looking okay to very good. Uh, some NBA news today, and let's get to all of it because there's a bunch of it. First of all, Kyle Lowry has been upgraded to questionable for Game Three of the Heat series against. 
the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Remember, the Heat took the 2 to nothing lead of that best-of-seven Eastern Conference semi last night. So Lowry upgraded to questionable. It should, all, it should also be noted that uh, Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin, Max Drews, P.J. Tucker, and Gabe Vincent, not to mention Ronnie Cycli, Dwayne Wade, <laughs> and Alonzo Mourning are all questionable as Tim well. Tim what, what are they doing? The whole roster is questionable. Spoh's turning into Belichick. Everybody's questionable yeah. now, every game. And on the other side, uh, the Sixers, they say Joel Embiid has been listed as out for game three, which is obviously the single biggest news of this game. But, Kelly, they added a little caveat hey, at the I, end. I've seen a couple reports, Matt. I don't know if you've seen any more, but they are listing him as it was out, and then I think he's officially doubtful right now where they're saying they're still holding out hope he might be able to play. So which that, I don't like. I don't know how that makes any sense. Besides, maybe they're just trying to counter Spolster's moves of not giving you any information whatsoever. So he's out, probably. Yeah, out, probably. The oh. yes, the the direct the direct kind of designation here is, but there is, but there is hope that progress could be made to change his availability in time for Friday. <laughs> like, that, what is that? Okay. That does that does sound like him getting annoyed at Spolster, right? I mean, if you're oh, going to really? list everybody as questionable, fine. I'll say my guy's probably out. Here's Good luck we, with that. Here's something we talked about the other night. Uh, the NBA is, in fact, suspending Memphis's Dylan Brooks for Game 3 versus Golden State. We thought the other night on the air, like, shouldn't, they be, uh, shouldn't he get a suspension? But we figured that it hadn't been done yet. I, I still think our reaction last night was fair. Yeah. That we were sitting here last night being like, if we haven't heard this by now, like, it's weird it took 36 hours. Yeah. Coming back to where we were just at. Oh. You cannot list him as anything but out until he clears concussion protocol. Oh, that's okay. how that works. So okay, that he makes has not sense. cleared concussion protocol yet, so he can only be listed as out, and that's why they're saying with hopes that he would be able that you'd be able to, to change the status because if he were to clear a concussion protocol, then he could be. Okay. I mean that we, that also lets us know though then right that he hasn't cleared it so far. So and there's absolutely no way to predict these kinds of things. No, there's not. Meanwhile, the Heat favored by three now over the Sixers up from the Sixers being a slight favorite earlier today. So Heat favored by three. That game three is tomorrow night, along with the Suns and the Mavericks game three. By the way, Dylan Brooks suspended because of the hit that he uh, he had on Gary Payton. Gary Payton fractured his elbow upon landing on that hit. He also suffered ligament and muscle damage, the Warriors say. And Gary Payton II will be reevaluated in two weeks. Andre Iguodala will be out for at least another week. Uh, Warriors were hopeful he'd be back for game through three to pick up some defensive responsibilities, but that is not going to be the case. Meanwhile, also with the dubs, uh, Draymond Green fined $25,000 by the NBA after he flipped off, I believe that's a technical term, flipped off Memphis, uh, Memphis Grizzlies fans during Tuesday's game two of the Western Conference semifinals. And I believe Draymond's comment after that some was paraphrasing that was, I have all the money in the world, I can handle it kind of thing. I make 25 million a year or whatever it was. Didn't he do the double birds? I thought in the NBA you got it was 25k a, a bird. A bird. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. So I, I think he's even I think he's even missing 20. So 12.5 a bird is what you're saying was the rate for him? Yeah. Discount yeah, you got a discount, I think. Okay, then yesterday uh Matt broke this with the uh, breaking news jingle that we have here. Uh but the the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets did say that Ben Simmons today already underwent successful back surgery in Los Angeles and he's expected to be ready for training camp. Once again, I'm just going to say it again. I think we all owe Ben Simmons a little bit of an apology. He, he, I, I, I cannot help but feel at least the, a slight bit. Yeah. We can admit we were wrong. A little, little, little bit bad that I was giving him such an incredibly hard time. You weren't the only one. You're just man enough to say I'm sorry. 
Chargers signed linebacker Kyle Van Noy to a one-year deal, continuing to bolster their, their defense. What a defensive offseason this has been for the Chargers. Yeah, it's this just – look, this has been, I think, a, the biggest transformation, really, of any of the teams in – well, maybe besides the offensive line for the Bengals, but like biggest transformation of of us of a unit that we've seen in the offseason. I mean, they went hard after the defensive side of the ball after what was, could only be described as a pretty terrible, pretty terrible defense last year. I mean, they really couldn't stop yeah. anybody and uh, addressed a huge thing of need here. And like, good on them, man. I, like I said, I'm I'm super bullish on them. I'm sure they'll end up going 500, but I'm I'm super <laughs> bullish. On them. Brandon Staley, defensive guy. We'll see what he can do with a. Uh... New personnel and great personnel. And then in case you missed this, and this might have gambling implications, maybe you already made bets based on this, but the USFL today changed a rule in an effort to make games shorter, just what they needed, less scoring. Effective immediately, the clock is going to continue to run after incomplete passes in the first and third quarters of all games. That's the clock will continue to run after incomplete passes in the first and third quarters of all games. The clock will still stop on incomplete passes in the second and fourth quarters. Did you immediately, upon the news, bet the unders in all games this weekend? No. I know some people who did. Really? Yeah. I did not touch it. And the reason behind this, I'm sure people are out there being like, why would they do this? Why would they do it? It's because there's been some, you know, pretty pretty big networks that are picking up the USFL, and they have slotted them a three-hour window with programming planned for after, and apparently when this was all all planned out, there were they told the USFL like we have to basically cut you off after three after three hours to get to other programming, and the USFL has had games running longer than they've expected, so they are instituting this rule in the middle of the season to get under that three hour window. <laughs> I can see how networks would get annoyed by that. You're not the NFL. Get it within three hours. Uh, I, and you know, fair. Yeah, yeah fair. 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 I don't. I don't know if. Uh, the, the people who, you know, just auto-bet all the unders, I don't know that you should expect to win those. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just don't think that should have precipitated a bet. Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart talking derby and hockey with us next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Uh, it's always fun when we have this gentleman around here, largely considered to be one of the nicest human beings in the industry. Is that correct, Kelly? I said top five nicest human beings in the state of Nevada. In the state of Nevada. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Up there with Mike Pritchard, up there with. Uh, Others. Lou's not in, in Nevada, but he's definitely Lou, Lou Finnecaro, yeah. but he's not currently within. Bruce Marshall, real nice guy. Yeah, Lou's not geofenced here, though. Yeah, that's, he's not that's either. True. He's all over the place. Ladies and gentlemen, we're referring to Dwayne Colucci, the uh, Rampart Casino Race Sports Manager, to talk some uh, derby and hockey with us. How you doing, Dwayne? Doing great, Gil. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the uh, kind, kind words. You know, when you're up there with Mike Pritchett, forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it. I love it. Dwayne, Dwayne let me, uh, we're off to a good start. Let's hope that we don't uh, become less than friends here after this next question. But tell me how the Capitals are going to take a 2 to nothing lead here in about 15 minutes. Let me tell you, it's definitely possible, Gil. What they have to do is play consistently the way they did in the first matchup, which was definitely impressive. You know, when you start to get goals from guys like Kuznetsov and, you know, contributions and solid goaltender play, you're definitely going to be a factor. And it was good to see the grade eight Alex Ovechkin get back into the lineup. Looked kind of scary there to close out the season when he went crashing into the boards. But I was definitely looking at the Capitals as a possible uh, puck line play and betting them on the money line at plus 230 at the Rampart and South Point. And you definitely could tell, you know, the Panthers are not all that jacked up, Gil, on the puck line. You know, you're looking at 110 each way. 
So basically, just laying the big and getting a goal and a half with the Capitals, we're kind of, as bookmakers, giving you, uh, you know, a sense. It's going to be a tight game, in my opinion, tonight. Dwayne, about three hours, uh, two hours from now, we get the Predators and the Avalanche. Now, this is a, a massive, massive line in this one with the Avalanche at minus 360, up to a 375 at some books out there that I'm seeing. But, uh, you know, plus 280 there on the Predators. We know hockey can be wacky sometimes. Is there is there any way to bet this game? Well, it's very difficult. You know, the Avalanche are just monstrous right now, and especially at home. And you don't have Uzi Saros between the pipes, which he's not going to be able to play, if at all, during the series until they return to Nashville. So that's a very difficult situation to bet against a team that has only lost four games at home this whole season, and it was just a dominating performance. We know how good the Avs are. This might just be their year. I know McKinnon is definitely hungry, Landis Gog, all those guys, and Kale McCarr is possibly the best defenseman in the NHL. So you put all this together, and they're getting solid goaltender play. I mean, overall, they scored the fourth most goals in the NHL, and they only gave up the ninth most. So this is a well-rounded team, and I wouldn't jump off the Colorado bandwagon this year, guys. I think they definitely could make a statement, and they are right now heading into the second round. Rantanen, all these guys have been chipping in. Like I said, uh, you know they are well-built and definitely are going to go far, in my opinion, in these playoffs. So I would have to lay off this game, or if anything, bet Colorado once again on the puck line like I did in the first matchup. I think they are definitely a force at home. Dwayne, also a big uh, mismatch on paper is the Flames and the Stars series, though the Flames had to cling to a one to nothing lead in game or one to nothing win in game one. Uh, Stars only, uh, along with the Kings, the only playoff team uh, coming in having scored less than three goals over uh, 60 minutes per 60 minutes during the regular season. That obviously manifested during game one as well. Flames, one of the best offensive teams, 3.55 goals per 60 minutes headed into the postseason and a huge goaltending edge. Uh, did, Did the first game give you any sort of hope for the Stars, though, keeping it close as they did? Well, they definitely played a physical game, guys. And, uh, you know, that, to their credit, kept them in the game. But like you said, Gil, I mean, Markstrom is possibly the best goaltender. He is in the West and possibly the best in the NHL. So when you're faced with that, it's going to be very difficult for a team that does not put a lot of goals in the net. And Jake Ettinger played pretty well, but, uh, you know, these guys definitely on the star side of the puck have to respond. And in the offensive zone, they have to be a little more physical. They have to get more shots on Markstrom. And, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, the 21st most potent offense against one of the best goaltenders in the league. It's going to be an uphill climb for Dallas. But they have to remain playing physical. I mean, they definitely could get some goal production, but it's going to be tough. And I don't think they're really going to win a game until they get back to Dallas. I really like Calgary on the puck line tonight. Another game where at the Rampart and South Point was sitting at even money, minus the goal and a half. And I definitely think that is the way to go tonight. I think Johnny Goudreau will definitely have a better game. And, you know, just like Dallas has to rely on Pavelski and some of these older guys, Ben and so forth, to get, you know, pucks towards the net and towards Markstrom. It's going to be tough to get pressure on him, though, in Calgary. I like Calgary's chances tonight. Dwayne, let's shift over to horse racing here. Of course, we've got the Derby coming at us on Saturday. I want to ask you here, we know it looks like it's going to be wet 
tomorrow there. Uh, it could linger depending on how fast this storm system moves through there. Does that change at all your thoughts on the horses that you had kind of started to whittle down here and, and might end up making uh, your final betting card, or are you not too too worried about the conditions? Well, Matt, I definitely worry about the track conditions. You definitely have to take that into consideration. And the breeding becomes so important because you have horses uh, like Tyba, for instance, who have only two career starts. And a lot of these horses have not run, uh, you know, as often as a four- or a five-year-old. And some of them haven't even run on a wet track. So then you have to rely on the breeding, the mom and the dad of the horse. And if they tended to like an off track, I definitely enhance then the chances of a horse that, uh, you know, if the track comes up wet. And an example is definitely the 19 Zozos. I mean, excellent, excellent mud breeding, Munning, Spitestown. These are fabulous on the sire side. And you also could use the daily racing form. They kind of give you a wet time form number to help you along. And the higher the number, definitely the, the more the chance of the horse running and taking to a wet course. So it's very important, Matt, because that track at Churchill Downs, sometimes there's torrential downpours, and it could really affect the outcome. We saw that with maximum security when he actually was disqualified because he slid a little off the turn. And it's important for these horses to like an off track. And, you know, it's so tough to get a gauge and a read on the California horses because it doesn't rain too often at Santa Anita or Del Mar so if at all. So definitely I look at the breeding. I adjust my handicapping. Right now, though, you know, I really do believe the Chad Brown favorite, Zandon, has the best chance. The horse has done everything right in the morning and just looks like an incredible physical specimen coming out of that bluegrass, which he won so impressively. Dwayne, how, how ridiculous are we all going to feel? How stupid are we all going to feel if we didn't play Taiba or Messier, the two Baffert horses by proxy, and one of those ends up winning this race? Yeah, definitely, Gil. I'm going to be using them. I mean, you would definitely have to second-guess your handicapping techniques because we do know that Bob Baffert, behind the scenes, is making the calls to Tim Yachtin, who is the substitute trainer right now. Baffert is definitely hands-on. Whether he's on the track or not, we know there's definite communication. There's definite, uh, you know, he likes to do certain things with these animals that he's going to pass on to Tim Yachtin. And, you know, Messier has looked fabulous, Gil, in the morning. He's another one. He is huge, this horse. And I definitely think he could also take to an off track. He has Empire Maker breeding, which is just fabulous on the sire side. Unbridled was Empire Maker's dad. So, you know, you have so much going for you with Messier. And Taiba actually beat Messier, second start of this Colts career. So you definitely have to use these horses, Gil. You hit the nail on the head. Bob Baffert is synonymous with winning triple crown races. We know he's suspended. We know all the problems. It's been so well documented. But he is definitely passing on 
trainer techniques and skills onto Tim Yachtin. He has two major contenders here. And the only thing that's good about this, Gil, is that the prices might float a little because he's not physically there and people are looking to buck or bet against these horses. But that would be very foolish. I look at the Ragazin numbers on both these horses. I mean, Tybus is better than Messier's because he beat him the last time. But they have an excellent, excellent pattern on the speed ratings and speed uh, form handicapping. And I think that Empire Maker breeding for Messier, if the track happens to turn up wet, will only enhance his chances. And he's looked fabulous around the track. Both of the horses are starting to get acclimated. Even Tyba, he had a slight blowout, you know, a little breeze, three furlongs, and looked excellent. So, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Dwayne and Joy, uh, may we all be winners. May we all be winners on yeah. Saturday. Thank you. Definitely. I love it. Let's cash some tickets, guys. Thanks so much. Dwayne Colucci, everybody, at New York Bookie. That's NY Bookie Dwayne, D U A N E, on Twitter. I will not be a winner. You will, you will not bet I'm, on this. No, I will bet. I'm saying I will not be a winner. Oh, I, totally, I was going to say. I, I, yeah. 20, I have a 20-year streak here that I'm not trying to break, Gil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, if history tells me anything, I will not be a I've winner. I've got a 20-year streak here. I'm trying to keep going. Like, I, I, mean, will like, be, you know. I will be losing with both of you. <laughs> I promise you that. Uh, there is no NBA tonight, but that doesn't mean we don't have adjusted series odds and props. We'll look at those next. By the way, Rangers up one nothing on the Penguins. It's VEASAN's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Slow and steady wins stacks of cash. Join the old Forrester Turtle Derby Challenge and compete free for your share of $5,000. Enter the free-to-play pool and make your Turtle Derby predictions for a shot at your share of the cash. Head to DraftKings.com slash Old Forrester to get in on the action. Old Forrester never gets old. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. And just as quickly as I say, the Rangers take a one nothing lead in Game 2 of that best-of-seven series against the Penguins. The Penguins get the equalizer. One-to-one, a little more than halfway through the first period. Remember, the Penguins won game one in dramatic fashion, triple overtime. Igor Shosturkin of the Rangers had 79 saves, second most ever. You knew that. I was, Sounds exhausting. I was, I was all over that. Yeah. Um, 13 of the 20 have never run on a wet track. 13 of the 20. Can you uh, share with people what you, what you don't buy that a lot of horse people are saying? Well, I, I, I guess. Well, I don't know enough about it, right? So I don't. I don't want to speak from a position of ignorance. It's just hard for me to get to how the horse's parents help them do certain things now. Right. I just don't get. I just. I can't. But you it's said hard what, for me he, to Dwayne's connect. like the third guy you've heard say that. Yeah, I don't. It's just hard for me to connect the dots. I don't get it. I mean, if someone's about to tweet us and be like, "You idiot!" It's because of this, that, and the other. And, right. You know, but like, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Like, I just. Sorry, don't. I didn't mean to run you into that. Yeah. Have you not seen Seinfeld? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, man. But it's, you know, I just don't, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is an awesome hitter. I can get it. Your dad's an all like, you have the genetics to, like, be an awesome, you know, be an athlete. Now, he could have been a different athlete. It's just like you tend to follow in your father's footsteps, right? I mean, like, you, he's going to teach you baseball because he was a baseball player and all that. Like, right. I don't, these horses aren't out there, like, grooming the children to run in, in the mud and stuff. Look, you know, son, like, this is how you run through the mud. Yeah. As far as you know. <laughs> as far man. as I, yeah, I mean, like, you know, as, as far, far as, as you know. As far as I know, you know. Hey, we've, but, we've gone a half an hour. We haven't brought this up yet. Shohei Otani today. Angels beat the Red Sox eight to nothing. Shohei was on the hill. He went seven innings, 99 pitches, Matt. 
Good on them, by the way. Yes. Joe Madden for not getting all whatever that everyone's doing. 11 strikeouts, no walks, six hits, no earned runs. And of those 99 pitches, 81 were strikes. 81 of 99 were strikes. No pitcher has thrown more strikes, and no starting pitcher has had as high of a strike percentage in a single game this season. Uh, Shohei Otani doing that, that from Codify. And you are seeing a smattering of tweets today for people saying, you could argue that ranks up there again as one of the great games by any individual player in Major League Baseball history, because not only does he do that, he goes out, goes two for four at the plate as well, hitting. That's the most, this is from Jason Cantina, most strikes thrown in a game by a pitcher with fewer than 100 total pitches since pitch counts were tracked in 1988. You see Max Scherzer had an 81 of 99 back in uh, June of 2018. Bartolo Colon, the hamburger, 80 of 99 back in 2005. Bartolo was mowing them down back in the day. Nobody, nobody's career was like <laughs> crazier than Bartolo's. Oh, he came man. up as a little fireballing stick figure. And retired as a big fat, a yeah, an eight, a, a fat eighty nine year eighty nine mile an hour fastball guy. <laughs> like he came up as like ninety seven in stick figure, and then he retires as a fat eighty nine mile an hour fastball guy. <laughs> but hey, he pitched until he was like fifty. So I mean, that, good on him. I, I mean, that, I just want to say it one more time: Shohei Otani, reigning MVP. That might have been his greatest pitching performance so far of his career, and again, a candidate for the last time anybody did what he did today. There was something called the Ottoman Empire. On Earth, like I mean, that's how long it's been since what he's doing, and, and we can't sit here and take it for granted. Just yeah, want to point that if out. You had, if you had Ottoman Empire reference on your primetime mm-hmm. action bingo card today, that's like a three three hundred to one hit right bingo, there. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> that's what you got. By the way, nice shot, Jesse Pagula getting us a win in tennis here this afternoon. All right, series price, Heat and Sixers. So the Heat go up two to nothing in their best of seven series again. Until Joel Embiid clears concussion protocol. He'll be out for game five, uh, game three on Friday. If he clears, he'll play. Heat, though, up two to nothing in the best of seven series or minus 800. The Sixers are five to one on the comeback. And there you see the remaining possibilities of correct final outcomes in this series. Sixers can only win in six or seven at the bottom. Those are the long shots. Seven, ten to one. Sixers sweeping the next four would be 14 to one. And there you see the Heat's possibilities. Four to one, four nothing, four three, four two. With four one being... The short shot makes sense. This has changed a bit. This was this was uh, we built this before the uh, Embiid news today. So our current series price four, minus fourteen hundred on the Heat side. Oh. Sixers eight to one now. So there you go. I think that's people acting on the designation without getting the caveat as to why the yeah. designation oh, is what it is. I think so too. Also, we should probably take a moment. Like Gil, you brought this up before. The line movement on Game Three has been wild. Today. Yes, because it it was when you said during a numbers game this morning, Sixers, Sixers won by one and a half. Okay, so by like eleven, I think by eleven a.m. noonish, it was to Heat one. So I think people got ahead of the news a bit. As soon as the news came out on Embiid, I saw shops jump all the way to Heat four and a half. And then better, I'm assuming betters came in because that move was too much to me. Yeah, betters came in. It's settled basically at three everywhere. Now. There is a three and a half out there. Okay. Yeah, there there is a there's one three and a half left, but it's it's three pretty much everywhere else. They ain't coming back, by the way. They, they're not. They, they, I mean, they either, either way, they're not coming. Back. And if it's yeah, like we don't even have to spend long on this one because that I mean, especially, I mean, you'd have to win four of five with Embiid in there. 
And all that, and that silence, that sound of silence you hear is all those chirpy Sixers fans on Twitter not tweeting a word to me. Yeah. It'll be the sound of my Sixers tickets being ripped up. Well, but the, one of them had to go down because I got heat tickets too. Well, I mean, you know, as soon as we were, as soon as we were, as soon as we were praising him, you know, in the first half, Harden plays 41 minutes. He ends up, he ends up only shooting 15 times in the, in the yep. game. So we're like, hey, he's putting it up. At least, you know, 10, 10 first half shots, et cetera, et cetera. No, he ends up shooting 15 times for the game, 20 points. So under his, under his point total again. Yeah, hit that. Yeah. Under his PRA was yeah. easy. Under his point total yet again. One of five from three. And the biggest thing here w- with Harden, and, and this was something that I tried to pay attention to because some of the better basketball minds than me were talking about this. So the one thing about Harden is even though he never really looked like a physical specimen, he could beat people off the dribble like nobody's business. Like he, right. he just had it and was able to just like it did it, even though he looked he, he didn't he never looked like LeBron. He never looked like right. any of these like super cut, like awesome physical. But he did that and mastered drawing contact. Yeah. Like but he was able to get around anybody. He can't get around anybody anymore. Like anyone. The any defender that the Heat had on him, he would try to do and it can't was like do he was walking in quick. Yeah. yeah, he was like walking in slow motion. Like he he can't get around and do any of that stuff anymore. So if that part of your game, which was so much of your game for a decade, is gone and you're having to like basically reinvent yourself, which by the way, in the offseason, he's gonna have to reinvent himself. Cause if that's not his game anymore, then like he better get a higher three point percentage than shooting one for five and I all mean, of that, like that's the problem. What is I'm he not, then? I'm not sure how that dude reinvents. Yeah, yeah what is he now yeah. then? Just a just a, a a I mean standstill spot shooter? Like, I mean, nobody's paying that guy max money to do that. Yeah. Or you shouldn't. Let me I'll, I'll phrase it that way. You shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it was and granted, I mean, there wasn't a ton of green goes one of ten. You know, I mean, there wasn't a lot of help, obviously, in 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 that as well. But still, like there's they ain't coming back. Like Embiid, he already had the thumb thing. Now he's going to be playing with a, a broken eye socket with a mask on. I might add, like, broken face. Like some people, the mask doesn't bother them. Some people say they hate the mask. Yeah. You know, like we've seen people take ma- the mask mask off in halftime before because they couldn't they couldn't play with them on and all that. So I mean, like there, there's just so many different factors here going into this. I just I cannot see I cannot see them winning four before the Heat win two. Here's the other uh, Eastern Conference current odds, uh, other Eastern Conference semifinal, which resumes, talking Celtics-Bucks now, on Saturday with Game 3. Uh, with the series tied, one game apiece, Milwaukee haven't taken, having taken home court advantage from the Celtics in Game 1. Celtics are minus 135, though. Despite that, on the series price, Bucks plus 115. Of course, no Chris Middleton the rest of the series. Celtics to win it in seven is the short shot of the remaining possible outcomes, plus 240. Whereas the Bucks winning in five would be plus seven fifty. That would be the long shot here. Anything? Do you like the series price either way? Celtics or Bucks? I think it's fairly appropriate. Like I told you guys, like I I couldn't go bet that one just because the the way that this Celtics team was playing and and I just didn't feel like it was anything I could get in the account. And then now seeing two games in a row with Giannis kind of struggling, it's still I I if I had to play one way or the other, I still think I'd play the Bucks or some getting plus money. But I, I can't I, I can't do anything. I would. If 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 I had to add, on, I'm already on the Bucks. If I had to add on, it would still I would still be on the Bucks side of this, Matt. But I understand what you're saying, and I think like what I what I have is a small bet on the Bucks game three. I think that's how I'd approach this instead. If I didn't have any bets right now on the Bucks, I think I, how I'd approach this is betting game three 
And don't worry about the series price for right now. Because you're right. I think there's still a lot to figure out in in where this series goes. Yeah, I got the Bucks series price as well. Plus 192 pre-flop. Happy with that. See if I make a play in game three. Also have the plus 740 on them to win it all, which I got just four or five days ago. By the way, James Harden's option next year, player option, $47 million. Yeah, he ain't walking away from that. Like, yeah, he, he's he, not. He's, yeah. he's opting in, like, tomorrow. Get used to him, Philly. Yeah. What's your player option for next year? Something like that as well? Uh, don't don't we wish. One-tenth of that. Paul Spore. Oh, that's still good. Paul Spore on baseball next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Kentucky Derby is Saturday. This just in. Right now, VEASAN is offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the run for the roses itself. Pre-order your copy now for only $9.99. That's $9.99. That's $12.81 Canadian. That's at uh, VEASAN.com slash Derby Guide. VEASAN.com slash Derby Guide. It's Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Love seeing Kelly actively rooting on the Washington Capitals. Let's go, Kelly. What is it again? Yeah, I don't know. They just whiffed on a shot, though, or something. Three-on-one break. That was your analysis, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. I don't really know what happened. (laughs) It was either a bad pass or a bad shot. Something happened. Either way, they did not put the biscuit in the basket. uh, Kelly has a Caps avalanche money line parlay in hockey tonight. Still one-to-one between the uh, Penguins and the Rangers and the uh, Caps and the Panthers scoreless in the early going down in Florida. Uh, Let's talk some baseball. Let's bring him in from Fangraphs, of course, the Sleeper in the Bus podcast, and uh, so many other things, including twitch.tv slash Spore, where you can watch him playing MLB The Show each and every night. It's our buddy Paul Spore. How you doing, Paulie? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm going to repeat myself. I said something last segment, but I just can't get over this. Shohei today. You know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Seven innings pitched, no earned runs, no walks, 11 Ks, 99 pitches, 81 strikes. He's unreal. 81 strikes and 29 whiffs, which is the most in baseball, a career high for him, but also the most in baseball this year. Um, And he went two for four, by the way, in the eight to nothing win for the Angels. And so I just sort of ask you, am, am I right to gush about this again? Like, shouldn't, if he, if he were to do this, you know, I don't know, three, four, five more times in some, in some form, isn't he the MVP again? Every time. Every time, I'm sorry, he broke the game. Like it's it, so you know, just because he's so good doesn't mean you only get it once. You know, we're not going to do the the uh, MVP fatigue crap. If he does it again, if the pitching gets better, uh, you know, if the pitching compensates for the hitting sliding back a little bit, if it's another just mega dual role season, then Shohei Otani is is the best player and is the MVP. It's not. It's not even that close, and it's not to denigrate the other guys. It's because of the amazingness with of what he's doing and what makes him so great. But yeah, I agree, like completely. And you know, fantasy baseball hasn't really fully gotten on to exactly how good he is. He moved into the first round this year, like he was supposed to, but he was still kind of like the middle late end of the first round. And I'm like, who are you taking above him? I'm okay with. Trey Turner, maybe a Juan Soto. Uh, I'm a big Jose Ramirez guy, and he's been amazing so far. But I, I was saying like three was probably where I'm taking Otani at the latest, and he should have been a potential number one overall pick, and he wasn't. Now, in fantasy, in most leagues, you can't get both the pitching and the hitting. You have to choose at the beginning of the week. But he's put himself in a situation now to where you really have to make a choice. It used to just be put him in the hitting and you're fine. Set it and forget it. Now it's a legit open choice. 
So Shohei's a god, and he he should be the MVP every time he does this kind of season. I mean, we're it, getting far ahead of it. The guy's hitting two thirty, guys. We gotta like we gotta pump fine. the brakes a little bit. Where he's hitting two thirty with a with a with a two ninety four. No, we don't. OBP. So we gotta pump the brakes a little bit. Don't worry. Not like, worry about it. You see what he did last year? Two fifty last it. year. No, no problem. We gotta we gotta pump yeah. the brakes a little bit. We gotta we gotta pump no, the brakes a little Nothing bit. Nothing underneath no, the hood for any concern with his hitting. <laughs> Couldn't be less concerned. Couldn't be less concerned. I mean, he's in, well, the walking at an eight percent clip doesn't uh, d- d- that doesn't affect you at all. No, nope. all no, the- I pro- I, I'm not. I'm not joking. Like nothing that I've seen has me with any real concern outside of a standard. This is standard issue, slow start stuff. Um, the strikeout rate is actually down. Swinging strike rate is down with it. Maybe being a bit more aggressive, so he's not striking out, but also not walking. I'm not too worried about it. I'm really, really not. Two eighty four BABIP will regress. <laughs> Power's still going to be there. I'm, I'm totally fine with him. That's his dog. <laughs> Matt that, got scared by It's actually dog. my girlfriend. She's playing video oh, games. Oh, that's his girlfriend. That's why oh, I, thought, I thought it sounded like a human scream. That's why I said that. I, I thought like, it was Charlotte. No, no, no. Like it sounded like a, hu- yeah. a human scream. That's why I was like, uh-huh. oh, boy, Paul. Oh, man. Paul, you know, while also uh, looking at baseball, does uh, strange other things in the background <laughs> as well. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't be putting words in my mouth here. Not part um, of the GOP. So looking at the, uh, the Yankees, obviously. Um, this the the run that they're on here has gotten them up to that AL East at even money mm-hmm. for them to take it down. So you're now getting you know one, plus one forty five on the Blue Jays. You're getting six to one on the Rays. You're getting eighteen to one on the Red Sox. You start to look at some of these things like you're talking about. That if you do look underneath the hood of some of these teams, right? I mean the the Red Sox in particular, right? I mean they're it. All of the advanced statistics seem to lead you to believe that there is at least some positive regression coming their way with some of the stuff that's going on from them, especially from a hitting standpoint mm-hmm. and all that. And the Rays are sitting there at six to one. Have the prices just on this little mini run here, and we're still very, very early in the season for this Yankees team, have the prices now gotten pretty juicy here on some of these other teams for the AL East? Absolutely. Particularly the race. I mean, I'm wearing the hat I know, so it's going to look like major bias, but I didn't, we didn't pre-wire this or, or talk about the fact that we were going to talk about the ALE. So it's not why I wore it, but uh, the raise at plus 600 feels really good right now. Take advantage of that. Uh, I don't see them as anything more than really a coin flip with this Yankees team. They're playing well. I'm not here to really denigrate the Yankees, but it does still feel like it's on a wire a little bit, right? With the health of the of the team, both on the pitching and hitting side, the age of this team, kind of the slumps that they can go into with their swing and miss. They've been great, no doubt about it, but I do not think this is some runaway winner. And while I am with you on the Red Sox uh, hitting is going to regress. I don't believe in their pitching at all. Even listen, I, I'll, I'll give Hauk a break for today. It was a disaster. I don't think that's who he is. Even if I give the best outlook on Hauk, the best outlook on Whitlock, both as starters, they don't have enough juice because they're taking both of them out of the bullpen anyway. So I just can't believe in this team's pitching. I said the same thing last year and they, they outran me. Right. Uh, but I'm catching up this year because I think the lack of pitching is finally going to catch the Red Sox. So the Rays are the one to take. I think the Jays are decent there, plus 145. Um, I just don't believe this Yankees team is going to run away and hide. And plus 600 doesn't necessarily say run away and hide, but it's too good of a number to ignore. Speaking of the Rays, uh, you have them in one of your three bets today. What are those three mm-hmm. bets? 
Now, I did tell the producer that it was the full game. It is first five there, so pardon me on that for, for my change uh, late. But I'm going to go first five here with the with the Rays. I like this team a lot, obviously. They're seventh in, in WRC plus against lefties. Now, listen, Seattle is not bad themselves at eighth, so this does, definitely comes down to the two pitchers here. And I think a couple scratching across against Robbie Ray is much more likely than Shane McClanahan. He's doing a great 2021 Robbie Ray imitation, 39% strikeout rate, 7% walk rate, 1.0 whip. Ray, meanwhile, looks like more of a pre-2021 iteration of himself. The velo's down a mile and a half. 21% K rate is down 11 points. And the 10% walk rate is up three points. He's just kind of back to like, he's fine. Like, it's not bad, but it's certainly not the Robbie Ray of last year. So I'm going to go Shane McClanahan here in the uh, first five for the Rays. Minus 125, I believe. Paul, I took a piece of your Tigers tonight going up against uh, Jose Arquiti. I mean, this is more of a bet against Arquiti than it is necessarily on your Tigers. But, yeah. um, you know, Arquiti, if you kind of look at where he's at right now, I mean, a 715 XERA, his, his XFIP is like approaching five. He's sub six K per nine right now. Like, I, I think he is really, really out of form here. And I understand Scooble is kind of up and down and and you get like an awesome performance and then kind of a mediocre performance out of him. But getting the plus one. Playing the defense. Yeah, playing plus one. 40 for me uh, going up against Arkady here. I, I, I kind of liked it. I thought the price was a little bit too much. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely fair. Um, I've been an Arkady guy, but he definitely looks out of form. Like you said, the exact words that you said, I totally agree with. He looks completely off of what he is normally. Um, he's never been a huge strikeout guy, but 15% and just so hittable right now. Absolutely no command. That's his calling card. It does make me worry about maybe is he hurt? That, that is a concern that mm -hmm. I have. I don't know, uh, but is he hiding something that is, or playing through something? I'm, you know, I don't want to necessarily assume anything nefarious. Uh, Velo's up. I do like that a mile, 1.3 miles, but everything else is so bad. Maybe he just can't control that uh, extra Velo there. So I feel that one. Uh, and I like Scooble. He's been great. Like I said, the defense has burned him. He's kept the ball in the yard this year. I think he's still got a very bright future. All right, Paul, there are three late games. You said the Rays' first five against the Mariners will be one of your plays, but you also have the Marlins Padres over, and you like the Giants. Hard pivot. Uh, I didn't know Logan Webb wasn't starting. Oh. When I looked at it, Logan Webb was starting. I'm oh. so sorry about that. No problem. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know on that. So, um, so no, I'm going to go the, the other way. Yeah, go to the Cardinals. Flip it completely. Okay. Uh, plus 105 on the Cardinals there. They're going to put their whole lefty lineup in the way they do with their platoon. That doesn't bother Michaelis. He's a reverse platoon guy with the changeup. So I actually really like him here. I was betting on a, on a web bounce back, but uh, I, I, maybe I saw it too late. But I when I went and I gave the numbers to producers, Webb was still starting on ESPN. So blame ESPN for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to go with Michaelis. I love him. I think he's completely back to form. Maybe not 283 ERA like he had in 2018, but he's in that realm. He's he's di he's dialed in. He's dealing. I buy him. Uh, he creates a lot of contact that the defense turns into outs. So give me the giant. Uh, give me the cards instead of the Giants. And then as far as that over, uh, the Marlins are sneaky decent against righties and um, against lefties. Excuse no no against righties. And then the Padres are pretty good against lefties. So they might actually get some runs. They only need eight. I say the over on that game. All right, Paul, five seconds. Reds adjusted season win total, 58 and a half. Over or under? Under. <laughs> oh, okay. Paul Spore, everybody, at Spore, S-P-O-R-E-R. -E excuse me, S-P-O-R-E-R -E on Twitter. Coming back. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.